0: been seven long years. I have honed my craft. I have learned from my mistakes. From the highs of T2 to the lows of Last Action Hero with a little jingle all the way in the middle for good measure. I have been preparing for this day ever since Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan told me they would have their people call me. No one called. Fuck them. However, today I will triumph. Today I will rumble and spurt, and make people say, Oh my god, the volcano is so hot, my clothes, they burn, they burn my skin! Where's it coming from? Oh, the Libre tarpits, that's where it's coming from! Oh my god, what a handsome volcano, so muscular, I'm coming! This will be the greatest of all the volcano movies. Dante's Peak? Go fuck yourself. When people say, oh, what do you think about Dante's Peak? I pretend I don't even know it's a volcano movie. I say, "Uh, in my opinion, Dante's Peak was Twilight Zone the movie. Oh, wait, you weren't talking about Joe Dante's Peak? And then people say, no, the volcano movie. And I say, there's only one volcano movie, you son of a bitch. Go fuck yourself. And then I laugh and I laugh and I laugh and I laugh and I I laugh and I laugh and then I laugh and I laugh. some more, and I laugh, some more, and I laugh, some more, yeah, some more, finally, I will fulfill my destiny and play a gaping hellmouth. Okay, agent on the phone who I'm talking to, who else is in this movie with me? Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche. Yeesh. That's 10 pounds of crazy in a five pound bag, and the bag is Tommy Lee Jones. Coming soon. This summer.
1: At Theaters Everywhere.
0: Opening weekend. Read it R. <sighs> Welcome to episode 74 of Opening Weekend. I am Jason O'Connell, and I am once again joined by my dear friends, Fred Berman and Dan Matisa. And this week, we revisit April 25th, 1997 and celebrate... The 25th anniversary of both Volcano, starring the aforementioned Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche, and Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, the female buddy comedy starring Mira Sorvino and Lisa Kudrow. But before we dive into the week's films, where were you boys in April of 1997? My lower back hurts from that. Everything hurts below
1: (laughs) below my midsection. Oh, my God. From from the Schwarzenegger. Yes, just from (laughs) laughing. Trying to hold the, <laughs> trying to not ruin it by. laughing. I thought you
2: meant from April of '97. <laughs> like what?
1: What happened then? That <laughs> from April of '97 to now, my lower back. That's <laughs> when the lower back started. I'm thinking about going to a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I've been putting it off. Uh, oh God, the uh, this is towards the end of my second year of grad school, so I'm still living in Sarasota there, but I'm getting ready in like a, a month from now to go to London. <laughs> Because we, there was a London a uh, study program. <laughs> was that
2: the steamership?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the FSU Oslo Conservatory where I went to school um decided to concoct a uh, London study program. We were sort of the guinea pig class. It was like, well, we'll see if this can work and they still do it to this day. Um so we were the first class to get to go. It was very very privileged and and it wasn't part of the mix when I got into school and they didn't like, oh, and and you'll go to London. So come to the school. This was sort of something that, you know, maybe probably a month before now they said to us, by the way, um, we're putting together this, you know, eight weeks or whatever it was uh, in London. It was amazing. It was, have you guys been over there? Yeah, I know you have, Jason. Have you, you've
0: been over there. too? Fred? Yeah, just a few years. London. Before, yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. I haven't been in a while. You saw. That's right. We talked about you going over there and seeing <laughs> his dad's from. Yeah, and your dad's, yeah, my from, dad's England, from England. Of yeah, yeah.
2: So a lot of my family's there, but I haven't been since uh, probably like ninety. Oh wow, six. I think. Oh okay. Yeah, or shortly so we before there. before this this uh, this opening weekend. Yeah, I
1: think I might even I might even have talked to you at the time and been like, so what do I need to do over there? What do I need to go and see? I think I remember mm-hmm. remember that um, talking to you. Yeah, and like, maybe. I've never been over there. Um, but it was amazing. It was an amazing, uh, trip and haven't been there since. It's kind of my dream to, to be able to, uh, to take my wife over there and, and to do the, the thing that was stupid though was, you know, I had all of this time after. Um, before school started again. And I could have just stayed a lot of my, almost all my classmates just stayed over there for another week or two and did Amsterdam and Dublin and Edinburgh and just sort of bopped around all over the place. And I didn't do that. I was like, you know, too uh, homesick to get, I was like, I I want to get back to, to terra firma, but, but uh, it was, it was great. And uh, the theater I saw over there was incredible, you know, we, and we Hmm. got to go to to uh um stratford on avon of course and see things there i got to see stuff that i got to see naked ian holm in king lear naked
2: oh no oh no oh no don't
1: get a boner don't get a boner no, no 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 no
0: No! hello Bilbo baggins oh.
1: naked head to toe <laughs> his,
0: baggins <laughs> his baggins were bill
1: his baggins were bill all over the Royal National, or wherever the hell I saw that production. When wow. I was
2: there, and That's I went cool. up to Stratford on Avon, I saw that amazing theater there too. And then we went up to Stratford upon Avon, and uh, there was there was on an off season, so I was like, oh, I oh. want to go, and I want to see Shakespeare, I want to see something going on there. There wasn't there was a student production of an what? original play going hmm. on there, and oh it was. God. We walked out. It was so bad. Oh no! It was. Oh no. Th- it, w- it was th- the only other thing that was playing was Five Guys Named Mo, which I'm sure is wonderful. But I'm like, I didn't come up to Shakespeare Shakespeare's I, birthplace to see Five Guys Named Mo. I want to see not with
1: Ian McKellen in it and Michael
2: Gambon. <laughs> they should not have been the Five Guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> The Hearing Ian McKellen sing Jump and Jive was it was incredible, but, you know, hey, the jumping and Jive. Um, so I thought, well, we'll go. But, oh, I was like, oh, but there's a new work. There's, like, a new play happening. Oh, that could be cool. But it was literally, like, one of us, like, putting... It was like watching The Invisible People, you know, like a show that, like, one of our student colleagues wrote in college and put up. That's what it was. And for some yeah. reason, they had the theater for... A day, and me and my parents went and we promptly walked out. I mean, God Ooh. bless those children. I'm sure they're doing wonderfully now, you know, but we were like, no, this isn't what we wanted. So, <laughs> One of anyway. them grew
1: up to be Anne Heche. You, little did you know. Little did you know. <laughs> um, but so, so you were like, F the RSC. These people suck. No, but we saw some other, we saw wonderful stuff. What did you see? Yeah. We got to see, uh, I remember we saw this production at the RSC of the Spanish tragedy, Thomas Kidd, and there was mm-hmm. blood, blood spurting into the, it was like being a sea world. They're like, <laughs> You, you, these two rows are going to get blood on them. It was unbelievable. Was Gallagher
2: playing the lead.
1: Gallagher, Gallagher, and Gallagher too. We're doing. Uh, in, they were in rep. And Peter Gallagher. The. Yeah. Pe- <laughs> they were all there. The uh, we saw we saw this crazy Ibsen play called Little Eye Off, which was really mm-hmm. really, no, really. I've heard really of that. Yeah, d- depressing. Um, and we saw a wonderful, um, we saw Alex Jennings in Much Ado. That was an incredible. A very young uh, uh, Alex Jennings, who's now on The Crown and Victoria, and he's oh, right, all right, over right, the right. place. Um, wow. At, at um, the Royal National, I saw the greatest show I've still ever seen to this day. It was um, the company Complicite, and that's Simon McBurney's incredible yeah. company. Mm-hmm. And it was a production of uh, Brecht's The Caucasian Chalk Circle. Best thing oh. I've ever seen to this day, Juliet Stevenson. Really? Oh played uh, Grusha it was it was incredible I think I've told you about this they they did the the baby was a, a puppet throughout the whole thing and it was sort of all in all in black and then you know at, 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 and as the baby grows there's Kogan's behind it sort of manipulating it and then the puppet like steps away from the from the from the, from the Kogan's and it's the whole audience goes because it's a kid in there. It was a kid in there. (laughs) and The the audience had bought in so hard to this is a puppet that when it runs to the mother. Yeah. And she goes, come to me, come to me at the, you know, and chocolate. It's like, is he going to go to the mother or the other lady? It's giving me chills. And yeah, it was incredible. The whole audience gasped because we had our buy-in was so total into this thing being a puppet. And then we realized there was a kid under there and it ran to Juliet Stevenson And we all (laughs) went insane. Um, That was in in rep with Marat Saad, which we did not get to say that was in the big Olivier Theater. But the big thrill was the very, very, very first season of The Globe was when we were there. So we saw Mark (laughs) Rylance in Henry V. And I as remember Henry you fifth, talking
2: about that
1: in the rain, oh, man. you know, and he's, mm-hmm. he's doing, you know, he's doing once more into the breach and it's pouring down rain and we're down in the groundlings pit, you know, wow. area and, and in the mud and everything and cheering and screaming. It, w- it was incredible. It was an incredible way to spend the summer and, and totally, so cool. uh, totally unexpected. I also got taken, uh, for money while I was there, um, an old man right on like one of the last days I was there. Swindled me out of. Um,
2: was it Fagin?
1: Out of a 20%. he <laughs> you have got a bigger
2: pocket or two from the Sarasotians. <laughs> Mark Rylance was like, Consider yourself <laughs> at home once more upon the breach, my friends. Take the money now, Fagin! Home!
1: I did wander the streets of London saying, Please, sir, can I have some more? No one <laughs> paid attention to me. Cock. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no but this old man i won't get into it but it, but he he basically like befriended <laughs> me know. well They're i was watching this is an old man befriended, befriended you yes no. what is this? is this like a mike lee movie i'm watching oh the horse God. guards over by over by buckingham palace because i hadn't yet mm-hmm. been over there to sort of see the the horse guards come in and he comes up and say, and he's like, Oh, that's my son, you know, and he's like, I was like, you're kidding me. It's like, yeah, that's my boy. And he's waving to him and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and then, you know, he's like, where are you from? And he befriends me. We're talking with, you know, I'm a tourist. I'm, I'm just a schmuck, you know, 20, whatever year old kid. And he's like, well, let's go for tea. And I said, all right. And we went and had tea and we're talking and stuff like that. And it's just a nice man who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. He's dressed nicely. He doesn't look. And, you know, um, I, 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 I don't yeah. remember how how it was but i you know went to i think i gave him money to pay or something like that or he went up to pay and i left the money i don't remember what it was but then he was gone he was gone he was he disappeared and i sat there and they brought the tea and i went oh oh this whole hour (laughs) he could have just asked me for money i would have happily given it to him you know this whole hour was him just Swindling me out of a 20 pound note. And I sat there with, you know, two cups of tea alone at a table and just drank them both. And then, you know, I think the next day flew back home and it was like, oh, wow, this was a long con. I was impressed. I was really impressed. I wish I could remember more of the details of it, but somehow he got a 20 pound note. You're, out like, of
0: me. you're like, you know, I, this is, a, this is a much classier version of a bunch of children coming and trying to pull your backpack off on the streets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, well, you're probably just yards from a boat that you're supposed to get on. Why oh. everywhere
1: I go internationally, do people rob me? Why does that because happen? Because you got that, that Mets
0: that- cap on all the time. <laughs> because you're walking around with a Mets cap. a Mets cap and a fanny pack. cargo shorts and a fanny pack. <laughs> You're, and right. you're like, wow. And everything, you're looking up, wow. Right,
2: cool, naked Ian home. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Quick, take his money, lads. Great, <laughs> Ian, thanks again for distracting him. <laughs> With your tallywhacker. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of the gang. That's good. Listen, <laughs> we, That's we right. saw your, yeah. your dreadful performance in Greystoke. If you ever want to work in Hollywood again... You're going to run around naked and distract the tourists.
0: <laughs> it was fine. Oh, for those who don't know, Dan was beaten up by Brazilian children back in episode <laughs> ya-ya-ya, yeah, 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 we talked about Looney Tunes back in action. You find it <laughs> at some point with all your copious
2: free time. <laughs> episode <laughs> ya-ya-ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what episode. That was a great song from the 80s. <laughs> episode ya yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. ah, Silliness. Go ahead, oh, Fred. What Lord. were you doing? What was I doing? You know what I was doing right about this time? I was about to meet our old pal, Peter Burkrot uh, oh, yeah. in the production of Biloxi, oh. the great Peter Burkrot from Caddyshack, Angie D'Annunzio, who we had in our 10th episode, one of our favorite episodes of all time. Uh, yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to go... I had just finished doing this movie that I talked about, The Court, or now it's called Going Down, this, like, Brooklyn thing, and I was doing Grandma Sylvie's at the time, uh, and I, I probably right around this time had just auditioned or was just about to leave to start rehearsals for this production of Biloxi Blues at the Harbor Theater Festival, which was in Newburyport, Massachusetts, and I met... Peter Burkrod, and I and I I talked about this on the episode and it was great. I played Eugene Morris Jerome and we got a head shaved, nice. and um, it's actually one of my favorite mm-hmm. plays. I love that play. I I, I it's so funny and it's so touching and beautiful and sad have you done the uh, other
1: eugene jerome plays have you done broadway no that was the first that was the only i've only
2: done biloxi blues and i've done it twice i did i played eugene in that and then i did it again and i played epstein which is maybe my favorite role i've ever played Ah. i love that role (laughs) so it was so great did you annoy um,
1: peter burkrat the way you usually annoy other celebrities
2: no, I was actually good. really good. Oh, you guys will be so proud of me. Speaking of that, so for, for longtime <laughs> listeners or new Uh-oh. listeners, Uh-oh. I t- I'm not good with celebrities. I I tend to fuck up. Go back and listen to the uh, the uh, the Sweet Dreams episode and listen to the Ed Harris story. Ed Harris, yeah. Valerie Perrine, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: Valerie yeah, a lot. Uh, Who
2: else? It, every, the list goes on and on. Everyone, I'm not good. I was so good <laughs> yesterday. So I was walking through Central Park with our good friend Pete. I ran into him. We took a nice long walk. And we're walking through the park and I look on the, uh, there's a bench coming up and Ron Rifkin is sitting there. Oh, very Uh, nice. Looks much older, but still Mm -hmm. looks like Ron Rifkin with a cane. Years ago, one of my biggest regrets is years ago I was on a subway with Ron Rifkin and I love Ron Rifkin. There's a movie called Boiler Room, which I really, Mm -hmm. I really love that movie, but he is fantastic. He gives one of my favorite performances ever in that movie. And, um, We were on a subway and I always wanted to say something to him and I didn't. And I'd always regretted it. And we're walking by and I see Ron Rifkin and I'm like... I got to say something and I'm going to go. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be in and out. And I just went up to him. I said, Mr. Rifkin, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bother you. I love your work. I'm a huge fan. I said, I saw you on the subway years ago and I wanted to say something and I didn't. So I, I don't mean to bother you now, but I just wanted to get that out. I I, I love your work. And he's like, thank you. And that was it. And then we kept walking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. I'm, I'm growing. I'm, this you podcast really is helping me grow. That's Good so great. You. Yeah, yeah, you,
0: though, you, you were thinking of it tell this story and have had ron rifkin hit me with a cane right
1: (laughs) i I fucked up so many times
0: scream for the police or accuse me of a hate crime i have to (laughs) i have to walk the straight and narrow yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was
2: good so i felt very good about
0: that that's excellent you didn't
1: hear what he said to you as you left he goes i'm mandy patinkin actually
0: said i'm uh, not rapaport <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this guy is i'm glenn close uh, so
2: <laughs>
0: glenn, I, I love my, your work i'm glenn close i so had a rough tragic. week
2: <laughs> so, so anyway no i did not embarrass myself with peter but i do remember and i think i told the story uh, when he was on i was very very excited because all of us came up from New York, you know, and so we all took the train up, and so we all met each other, and when we got there, we were all there except for the uh, the two girls in the show were locals, and then we we're looking around, and we're like, oh, where's Epstein? And the director said, uh, who's very much sort of like a quirky St. Clair guy, great guy, but very quirky-esque, <laughs> and he said, oh, he's the local, um, he was a child actor, he did some movies in the 80s, and I was like, oh, well, Who? who did he play? And he said, you know, what, what movies was in? And he he goes, well, he was in Caddyshack. That was the big thing. And I immediately did mental math and it was like, he's gotta be Angie. He's gotta be Angie. It's got, and then literally as I'm making that realization, Peter walked in and, uh, Yes, so I played it cool for a little bit, and then I was like, "I fucking love you so much." <laughs> <laughs> Patty Shack is the greatest, and he was great. He was, you know, I mean, you know, you guys met him. He's he's a great guy. He loves talking about it. He's, he's not awesome. one of those guys that's like, eh, "That was in my past." You know, he, he embraces yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. But my favorite yeah. quick story from that, and you guys, do you remember Carl Gregorio? Yes. Oh, yeah. Carl was in. We did a showcase together. So Carl was in that we met during that show. And what I always think about with the show and with Carl is I told a joke that Carl absolutely loved. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> And the joke was, I'll give a real quick version of it. Therapist has a Halloween party. He says, come dress as your favorite emotion. One guy shows up. He's dressed in green. He's like, Oh, I'm green with envy. Another guy shows up. He's dressed in red. And the therapist goes, Oh, what are you? And then he goes, I'm, I'm red with anger. I'm, I'm fiery red. Then his three clients from Brooklyn show up. The first guy's in drag. The second guy's got his finger in a pear. And the third guy has got a schwanz in a bowl of custard. And the therapist goes, What are you guys? And the first guy goes, I'm in distress. The second guy goes, I'm in despair. And the third guy goes, I'm fucking disgusted.
0: <laughs> Amazing joke! I tell, I tell it all the time. So you and guys I tell the story you're about to tell. Oh no, I'm sorry, I, I, was I, I wasn't no, sure no, if you no. guys. Are,
2: so I Carl, love that Carl joke. Would laugh like a lunatic. He loved that joke so much. So the show opens. His girlfriend comes up, and Carl's like, "Freddie, Freddie, you got to, you got to tell that joke to my girl. You got to tell that joke to my girl." <laughs> and uh, then he's like, "Actually, no, no, no. Can I tell it? Can I tell it?" I was like, "Yeah, go ahead, Carl." So he gets to the end of the joke, and he's like, yeah, and the first guy, he's in, he's, he's in drag. The second guy, he's." got his finger in a pear and the third guy he's got his dick in a bowl of pudding and i'm like no no, no carl it's, it's custard it's custard because it's custard he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so the first guy goes i'm in distress the second guy goes i'm in despair and the third guy goes i'm fucking disgusting <laughs> And just laughing, <laughs> spittle, coughing. Wow! And I go, no, Carl, wow. it's custard because fucking di- Carl just thought it was funny that the guy just had his dick in the bowl of a bowl something, of something. <laughs> <laughs> and was disgusting because of it. Yeah. So oh. I, when I, I later auditioned for the producers, I tell that story. and they would always, they would always say like, "Well, Mel, want you to tell a joke." And I told it. And so I, when I went in, Mel Brooks wasn't there, but the entire creative team was there. And I said, I'm going to tell a joke. And then I'm going to tell my friend Carl's version of the joke <laughs> afterwards. And uh, Carl, if you're listening, we love you. You're amazing.
0: It okay. is, it, you know, people are always, you know, because they do stand up and stuff. They'll be like, oh, you know, tell us a joke. Tell us, And I'm like, I don't have like, I don't know what a good right. joke. That's the, I don't tell jokes. I don't really know jokes. That's mm-hmm. the one joke. <laughs> that I know and I tell it's a great <laughs> joke like, it's a genuinely it is a great funny joke. joke I really just, just then just
2: then like it but then the de Gregorio version that's
0: always that's always the little cherry on top yeah. just on <laughs> yeah. oh my yeah. god
2: what uh, were you sticking your dick in
0: in, uh, oh, in uh, April well, 97 and Jason so funny lord have mercy <laughs> I, I mean that's what I was going to lead off with oh, no, no. <laughs> no I was uh, <laughs> he has a bowl of pudding right now look at it I was dating a very very nice uh, young. Oh my god! Sorry, is that That's the a dog loud again? Loud noise and yeah, it might be. Hold on. one Aww, second. Oh, he's trying to say hello. What hell is that? Sorry. Boom. Boom. Wow. On the second floor of this building, it was just this loud noise. So yeah, I was. <laughs> I was going to say I was dating a very nice girl at this time, and I screwed it up very, very badly. Oh. And I was just not really ready to be. I had just broken up with someone, and our friend Nikki Wooster. Uh, Oh, God! Yeah, Nikki. Had introduced me to this girl. She was like, she was like, this girl, you'll love this girl. You guys will get along great. And she was the sweetest thing. Beautiful Italian girl from Long Island. So fun, sweet, nice, lovely, normal person. Had a normal job. Forget it. I just did it. I was just... She was so, she was so nice. And we had, and and we had a really lovely, like, I guess it was like two months or a month of dating, month and a half, two months, something like that. We stopped dating. I I went to Texas Shakespeare again this summer of 97. It was my second year there. And when I left, I kind of, I think I had it in my head. I was like, well, I'm not going to get serious with this girl because, you know, Mm. I'm going out of town. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta stop again. Somebody's knocking on the door. Hold on. Uh, Oh, Sorry. uh, Okay. No
2: problemo. Two weeks later. Should we, should we talk about what happened? Should we just like come clean?
0: We had to break. I'm living in a dorm right now and there's a a gentleman, nothing gentle about him downstairs. He has a a two year old and uh, I woke the child up. And so we were, we were interrupted for uh, like a week and a half. (laughs) So sorry (laughs) for the lateness of this episode. We're very busy people we can't really believe it or not i know you think people who do this have nothing but time on their hands but it's hard (laughs) for us to
2: coordinate um but through the magic of editing we're now back to your story about
0: i was going off to i knew i had a summer gig and i was like dating this girl just it was casual but you know she was really nice and really you know great and like cook for me and have her. me over to her apartment and she was like and she had a really nice apartment and mm-hmm. she was making good money she was like in finance or something and she's beautiful how'd you blow
1: this how'd you screw I, I blew this up
0: because i was like well i was like uh, i i'm not committing to you right oh. i mean we had only been dating like a month or so or a little mm-hmm. more than a month and i knew i was going out of town you know and i'm i'm like i think this girl's thinking it's going to get serious so i should uh you know i should
3: cut this
1: disabuse
0: off right now her of this notion <laughs> oh no. no but i said something like you know she was like Bye. starting to talk about oh you're, <laughs> you're going away you're going to yeah. texas and you know she was a little glum I, you know she wanted to know like where is it going what are we doing and i, sure. I said and i and of course she did and i i said something like um I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something about, you know, being friends. Like, you know, this has been great. And we've been oh, friends. And, ouch, and and like, are even, you familiar
2: with the Shakespearean term cuckold? And she, oh, she, no she went, good.
0: And she looked and she looked at me and I remember and I remember being like put off by this. Like, ah, she was like, I have enough friends. <gasps> <gasps> And I was like for her, yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be friends. You know, you don't have room in your life for another friend. I was wow. such an idiot because I really was like, "Huh, that's a weird reaction." But that's because me as an idiot, I stay friends with every person I ever date ever, and I'm like, I can't, I can't seem to release them into the world. <laughs> I just, uh, so I'm like, oh, I was so like wounded by that. And of course I'm like, oh, well, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. So it dragged out far along. I should have just been like, I understand. Good day to you. But, uh, you wanted on.
2: something a little bit more volcanic in your life. You wanted more. <laughs> You know, she wasn't making your heart erupt with the power that Anne Hache has over Tommy Lee Jones' lava flow. You know?
0: This is so good. This is an excellent segue. And as it should be, since you had a week and a half to think about <laughs> Volcano. Public Works lost seven guys. What's going on? Three guys on a storm drainer. They had a steam pipe It got scalded. Steam did that. Steam doesn't charge tissue like this,
3: nothing. We got a problem. Number four trend westbound. Temperature on board reads 20 degrees above normal. That lake was 62 degrees yesterday. Today it's up to 68. That's a sunny day. It takes a geological event to heat a million gallons of water in 12 hours. What is a geological event? Mike, come in. What's going on? It's tremendous heat. This is no good. Get out of here. There's got to be something feeding this. But it has water. Yeah.
0: When a massive earthquake rocks the city of Los Angeles, emergency management department head Mike Rourke, played by history's unlikeliest heartthrob, Tommy Lee Jones.
2: <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I told you! Shut up with that buffoonery! <laughs> I'm it! My baby won't say it. My baby
0: won't. It. <laughs> you shut up.
2: Look, God sir. Look,
0: sir. Your baby will be fine. Your baby's all right. Keep my baby's name out your fucking mouth. I don't even know your baby's name. Please, please, can't we just be friends? I have enough friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my baby's name is Volcano.
0: That might be what happened. Maybe that's the issue. Like, you keep screaming for my child. That's, I think he's know, left, guys. You know, you know somebody has named their baby volcano, volcano. in this world, <laughs> and that and that baby will grow up to be a pro wrestler who grows up to be president in volcano. <laughs> One of. Anyway, look. There's a movie called Volcano. Tommy Lee Lee Jones is in it. Yeah. After Tommy Lee Jones cuts his vacation short to help his team, including the great Don Cheadle, with the city's response to a massive earthquake rocking the city of Los Angeles, geologist Dr. Amy Barnes, played by Anne Heche, warns that a volcano may be forming in the city's sewer system and subway tunnels. Soon after, another earthquake unleashes lava flowing beneath the La Brea tar pits, which threatens to destroy the city while preserving as many cliches as possible. While the molten rock of the volcano flows through the streets, the molten rock of Tommy D. Jones's face gives way to an occasional <laughs> smile as Barnes and Rourke flirt and banter the way spunky lesbians and elderly curmudgeons are prone to. Erupting two and a half months after Dante's Peak, Volcano failed to match its predecessor's financial accomplishments, trailing the Pierce Brosnan vehicle by every metric. Volcano made $14.6 million over its opening weekend en route to a domestic box office of $49.3 million and a worldwide haul of $122.8 million. Fred and Dan, can you sanction the buffoonery that is Volcano? Half of this
1: movie is, is the audience going, oh, no, no, oh, God. oh, no, no, no. Not because of anything volcano related, because you're seeing Anne Heche. You're seeing sparks, sparks between Anne Heche and Tommy Lee Jones. And you're going, do not kiss. Do not. Do not touch. Do not kiss. Do not look lovingly at each other. Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. You're doing that. The other half of the movie is people going down into the earth. It would through a manhole, through a hole, through a cave, through a what the hell ever. A
0: crevasse.
1: A crevasse. And going, God, it's hot, hot down here. And then coming back. (laughs) That's the other half of the movie. Is that.
2: This movie is
0: bad. Really bad. Some people get melted. And a lot of a lot of LA's racial tensions get fixed.
2: <laughs> oh gosh! Now
1: what is? Wow! The, that was a subplot. That was like, what is that? How far? That after? was a
2: subplot. Was yeah. that? That yeah. was. It was like, you know, what will bring the the races together? Volcanoes, lava, <laughs> lava. We'll bring back Rodney oh King. God. Like right. it, was well, it was it was it was insulting. Yeah. All, you, I mean, need all you need is all you need is
0: apparently. All yeah. you need the Beatles would say. Because how, yeah, need.
2: how far after this was I'm sorry, how how far before this, is, this was, was Rodney King? Well that's what this I was saying. Five for,
0: years after Rodney King. Okay. Geez. Three years after OJ. It's a big and, and it's very much about this LA. One isn't? black
2: guy right. in all of LA? Like that's right. the thing. Like they go to Crenshaw right. and you know, there's like a few like African-Americans there, but then like they all leave. And then there's just one guy. It's was like, literally well,
0: like blazing saddles. It's like somebody burst <laughs> out of one movie set onto another. The guy wanders yeah. over like, are you going to help us over on the yeah. other movie set? And they're like, no, no, no. We got to fight this volcano over here.
2: Uh, and and that's the, not to say, I mean, there were obviously there are plenty of wonderful African-American actors in the movie, but it was just non-treatal.
0: the way. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, Don Cheadle was great. This was the first thing that I ever saw Don Cheadle in.
0: Me too. That, that makes, makes sense. Yeah. Because it's pre Boogie Nights. You know?
2: mm-hmm. this, yes. Because I remember watching the movie. Well, I didn't see it in the theaters, but when I saw it on cable, I remember being like, who is that guy? I like him. Yeah. And then, yeah. So sorry, Dan, Keith, David Keith. David, David Keith. Keith David yes, exactly. Keith is
1: in it as well. Right. He's great. But that
2: was weird. The whole racial tension thing was just like, I oh, think their intentions were probably good at the time, but it's of like, no, no, were. no, no.
1: You don't make the white racist cop all of a sudden. You know, just be, he, the guy has to be released, then help in order for them to, yeah, all right, we'll send a fire truck to, you know, the lava ridden part of, of, uh, of the black community. It's like, Oh my
0: God, what, <laughs> yeah, what, what, the, what
1: are we saying? What are we saying? And you then hear, the other cop, I'm supposed to forgive this guy now. Right. The other He's cop horrible. says
0: to the, the racist cop, right. you're a good man <laughs> right. for doing the bare minimum oh. of your job.
1: Yeah. Awful. Um, I, why? Why don't we have a movie about Anne Heche stumbles into the wrong house? And sits down and watches TV. Didn't she do that? I want that movie.
0: Where's How that she movie? That? <laughs> what? Yes, she was crazy. H- like the H- same way Robert Downey Jr. woke up on someone's roof. She like remember she was oh, like right. seeing yes, the Star Lord yes, yes. or something. And she, she didn't she call herself Astra or something? Yeah, a, a uh,
2: poor woman. She's got she, she had some issues. But She's what a great
1: somebody. Good. And it doesn't have to be about it. You can fictionalize this. But you wake. <laughs> imagine this movie. You wake up. There's no volcanoes. There's no Tommy Lee jones you wake up and an Anne hache or an Anne hache type is on your couch and you look and you go excuse me and that's the whole movie is you talking to this celebrity and trying to get her out of your house because she's overstayed or welcome that's a great movie well, that's a good movie i want that to be i wanted that to be this movie but it wasn't i like those, <laughs> that's a far cry <laughs> from this movie Jeez, wow the, the, the people who overstayed their welcome are as follows Tommy lee jones the uh, volcano You know the volcano Everyone you know who, in LA you, you, the, the part Randy with, Newman
0: That was my favorite part though That I was fantastic that. I, the I did like that at the very end When like the volcano was active And then I love LA It starts playing Rolling down
2: Imperial highway the Big nest Headed at my side Santa winds Blowing hot from the north We were born to ride
0: the director mick jackson knew he wanted to bookend it but for some reason he's like this isn't just a volcano disaster movie this is a story of los angeles, and modern day sin, los angeles. it's a den of sin it's, and yeah. hell is coming to the, take it right its toll. hell's yeah. erupting right and the whole opening is like every it's so facet weird. of la you get during the credits weird. i forgot that part because i saw this in the movie theater oh, i forgot God. like all this this long montage of like la on it's almost like a Very 9-11, like the morning of this terrible thing and how normal life in this city is before the horror comes.
2: There's like a beeper joke at one point. It's like, it was very much like a a social commentary about LA. They wanted it to be. So it's like
0: he wanted to bookend it with those LA, you know, the the song at the end and the montage at the beginning. And then he's like, wanted to make sure the movie had enough touchstones of like, what's happening in LA right now. And rate if we can't not address race and it's like you easily, You've got people swinging from ladders and their feet burning off and you, you could skip the race stuff. Nobody's thinking about that. It's not a real movie for fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> what do you think, Fredo?
2: Well, uh, yeah, it. I mean, I agree with you guys. It was, it was man. I, I thought it's funny. I always thought Dante's Peak came out after this, uh, but I, I, that was, I, I good. was excited to watch it. I remember and even at the time I was sort of excited. Cause as we've talked about before, like I, I, I tend to, you know, sometimes I don't rush out to see them, but I tend to enjoy disaster films. It's like, you know, there's yeah. something fun seeing. And especially it's like with independence day, it's like seeing familiar things You know, so that was the thing with like seeing L.A., familiar thing, I I, I, not from L.A., but I'm assuming it was even more fun if you're from L.A. and you're seeing all these familiar landmarks, you know, get destroyed. There's something, you know, strangely cathartic about that. And it's like this weird fantasy thing. So I remember being excited to see it when I finally sat down to watch it on cable and thinking the same thing that I did on this rewatch. And I was like, oh, I like the first half it's it like moves. It has got, it's it like, it cracks a little bit. There's like a real disaster, yeah. you know, film feel where you're getting these characters introduced. And, you know, it, it made me think of yes. towering Inferno. The problem is a lot of these characters don't add up to like the John Corbett character. There's oh, no yeah. point for and him to be wife? in here. They
0: drop it utterly. completely.
2: Yeah. He's obviously supposed to be sort of like, you know, the, the bad the guy dick. who's just, you know, concerned about money. It's but like the guy in towering Inferno. He's the Richard exactly. Chamberlain. I, I, yep. I couldn't remember. I was like, wait, who, Played as Richard Chamberlain, right? He's yep. supposed to be like the Richard Chamberlain character, yeah. but nothing it's happens. Totally dropped. No, uh, yeah, they bring so-
1: down his building, and and you, you the setup is oh he's gonna because isn't he the architect or the contractor of that big building that You're ultimately right. saves You're right. the day? Yeah, and they see, set and I, that and- up. I, you know? I, I lost
2: that because he set it up and then you forget about it. And yeah, because
1: yeah. he never offers any like, don't bring down
2: my building. That's what they're right. setting up. I'm like,
1: oh, here comes the de rigueur. You know, he's going to come in and protest. You can't bring down my building. But that never <laughs> And he's going to get into it with the doctor, who's Jacqueline Kim, who she's very good. She was very
2: good, yeah. And maybe, maybe there was more to it. Maybe it just, they dropped it on the cutting room floor. They absolutely did. You know, but I, I mean, look, what's scarier than a volcano, you know? Because it's like, it's... O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson (laughs) is scary. Yes, that's true. And what does that got to do with anything? But so, like, I love the idea of it. Like, I remember as a kid being sort of fascinated by volcanoes. So, Mm. that's, you know, lava is fucking terrifying. It just... Shelly, Shelly just Winters, comes you can't stop it.
1: Shelly Winters is scarier. Let's talk about <laughs> things from other disaster movies that are good. <laughs> Shelly Winters, but I like Air- the beginning. Airport seventy-seven, but not seventy-five. Are scarier <laughs> the volcano. I enjoyed
2: Airplane. the beginning. I enjoyed meeting <laughs> all the characters. I enjoyed the sort of uh, like the hierarchy of like the bureaucratic, like all the different. Um, yeah. What would you call them? The, the um, levels the, of resistance that you meet because you he have heads,
0: the, and all the yeah. red tape, yeah, faces, of, of, of
2: like a city level, you know. Yes, right. I uh, like like just all, like the infrastructure. I couldn't think of the word just like all the infrastructure right. departments. That mm-hmm. was sort of interesting. That was different. The conflict between them, you know, and they were all good. You had great actors, you know. Poor uh, what's his name, uh, John Carroll Lynch, getting his feet burned off. Oh, <laughs> well, that was how... <laughs> that was actually
0: really harrowing. That's the thing I remember about this movie from because I saw it in theaters, and the one thing I really remember is like him jumping in to save that guy. Oh my god! Feet going into the lava. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. he was very he was very good, and and he kind of had the most interesting character because he was kind of a a jerk at the beginning who didn't want to acknowledge or take responsibility, and then he you know, and then he goes and has the Sacrificial act. And, and yeah, he, he has a nice little arc, but I laughed a lot. (laughs) It's like so nineties. It's so nineties. Actually, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones grabbing his 15 year old daughter and jumping off a car seven feet off of what ridiculous. Eminem Hage swinging from a fucking ladder that goes back and forth. All the guys. Oh, that part I actually, I liked.
2: It was ridiculous, I but I, I so
0: hard.
1: <laughs> I laughed. I was because scared. My feet, my feet are hot. My poor feet are hot.
0: <laughs> I guess like, well, Talk about the hot foot, in Haiti. I thought it was a little harrowing that part.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I guess maybe I remember it from when I saw it in the theater, and I because when I saw it in the theater, I was like.
2: Oh well, yeah,
0: good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not you know my brain wasn't fully formed but it I, was also
2: very much of the time though you know So, so like you time. said it's very 90 so if you it's saw very, back then it has yeah. To like,
0: yeah there's like a you know there's like a baby wandering around there's a dog gets a you know makes it out of the volcano it's very right. independent day the dog oh, yeah. Yeah. then there's like a random kid that his daughter is like I'm responsible for this <laughs> this little blonde baby boy who's that wandering was around in like a building that's about to be demolished and then there's a hero shot of I Tommy Lee Jones with a child he's never met it's like they're doing, It's like what can we do to make this old man let, let's get have, have a young woman say uh, like oh do you think he likes me have like have him hold a small child and a yeah. dog and an American flag when he comes out of the rubble something to make him not look like a dying farmer
1: <laughs> uh, how much can we figure it can we do the math and figure out how much older he is than Anne Heche at this 52 moment 52 years <laughs> <laughs> but they don't kiss right do they ever kiss? no thank the lord he looks (laughs) like her grandpa he looks like her grandpa what is happening
3: the west side is a million people there's gonna be a million dead or homeless people if we don't evacuate this is going to destroy everything it touches all
0: right let's get this guy out of
3: here you're getting a sense of what we are dealing with here this is a volcano
0: all we can do is get out of this way. Oh, yeah, you mean run for the hills and hide? That's right.
3: I can't do that, not ever. Look out! Look yeah. out! Look out!
1: And every word out of his mouth, his dialogue is all like, Go here and do this. It's all like, we got to move this here. We got to put that there. And we got to... How are you the authority figure in this situation? Where are the feds, first of all? I was
2: wondering that, too. I kept thinking (laughs) why... Well, they set it up in the beginning. They do set it up in the beginning that because the mayor... Someone's gone, so he's... In charge, basically. He could
1: be a bum off the street just because he has the jacket. He has a j. He has one piece of insignia that says I'm from emergency management or whatever right, he's from. Right. It's his coat. You, yeah. He could be. He could have gotten that coat off of dead emergency <laughs> manager. He could
2: be. A, he could be anyone. He has I was no thinking authority. that. I'm like, why? Why are the firefighter captains who've been doing this? You know, for like, why are they listening exactly. to Tommy Lee Jones? Right. He just but shows
1: up, and the whole city knows who
2: this
0: his, guy is. They his have no musk, idea. the masculinity. <laughs> His, he has his oscar for the fugitive in one hand he know he's gives off a, a scent and aura
2: he is I'm, i mean I, I will say i liked him in this he does have a he's got i, I mean too. we oh, give, we give I'm tommy fine. lee a lot of shit on here because you know his is is you know not, not sanctioning not uh but um, but he is very you know he's got a very loose uh, air about him you know he's loose and fun are they he,
1: trying to cast a steve mcqueen is he supposed to be our steve mcqueen yeah, is oh, absolutely. that why he's yeah. cast in this yeah totally okay.
2: maybe, totally maybe and probably. he's got that feel i mean and i also like i mean i thought he did have a nice moment at the end not you sort of like the the the, the dark night of the soul moment where they're like what do we you know what's going to happen And he's at that moment he's like i don't know what to do yeah, which I I liked. I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool. That's nice that they gave it to him because up until then, you're right. He was the guy. who Was like, do this, do this, do that, do that, and like, I'm cooler and smarter than everyone. I'm funny. I'm quippy. I'm Tommy Lee Jones. It was nice to see him have that moment of doubt of like, we're we're fucked. Yeah, I, got no I thought he played here. that well, and I thought that was yeah. a, a nice choice for oh, you know the writers, yeah, the filmmakers a great actor. to do. But, <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: <he's> but just <laughs> you know what scene I just got reminded of, and again because it's been a little while since I've seen it, mm. the real moment where this where I just thought. Because you mentioned that kid. I forgot about that fucking kid. (laughs) When the kid comes out and he goes, they all look, he goes, look at their faces. They all look (sighs) the same. I was, I was, I I forgot about this. I started to watch it at home, right? And I was finishing it on the train. I had to take the train into work. And so I'm watching the end of the movie. I literally, there was a little kid. There was a family sitting in front of me there was a little kid, the same age as like this little kid in the movie who was like doing peekaboo with me. You know, like I could tell that he was like looking at me. I'm watching that scene and I literally outlast her to go, no, 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 no. And the mom in front thought that i was telling her little baby oh. son oh like no 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 i don't want to play peekaboo but i was literally going no no no, no oh. fucking volcano don't make the little kid make this major <laughs> comment on race because they're all covered in ash
0: i believe the children oh. are our future Fred. Oh. they understand they know more than we ever will about race relations <laughs> did you explain to the mother what was really going on did you show her the video did you say have you seen volcano and she's like oh god the ash scene at the yeah. end yeah and the kid she was totally like mommy he's
2: not sanctioning my buffoonery she's like
0: she's like he plays stop! that all the time
2: stop! <laughs> stop watching volcano i'm trying to sleep on this train it was crazy. It was a madcap train ride into the it city. Sounds like it. <laughs>
0: that is really bad. That is a really bad moment. See, there's so much laughable yeah. shit in this movie. I, I, I like. I, I do like Tommy Lee Jones. I like Anne Haze. I, I, I like yeah, her really. too. They, have, they yeah. have charm to spare. They're they do have a nice great. chemistry together. They do have chemistry. Yeah, it's weird. But it's like you know, it's a chemistry yeah. of a grandfather and
1: a granddaughter. <laughs> but I'm saying it's weird that they do. Like you, you wouldn't expect. It's like let's. Let's put this cactus right? next
0: to this uh, <laughs> cute dog. Uh, you can come around here with your seismology equipment and do whatever. And she's like, oh, wow, geez, let me slip into something more comfortable. It's a fucking weird movie. Um, <laughs> I, liked I like <gasps> her. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I thought everybody did a good... There was nobody who wasn't good, really, in it. But some of the shit they were asked to do was ridiculous. I think Tommy Lee Jones making eggs was very disturbing and i'm not sure why it was disturbing and then when he makes his dog when he takes a pan off the stove takes a hot pan and lets his dog eat from it that was abuse and i really it was very upsetting to me i was like the dog's gonna burn his mouth burn his you're tongue right. His mouth. i thought yeah. the same thing i was like that do, do, dog's do, do, gonna a, a frying pan falls off the stove you say get away get away you don't yeah. say like, all right, have at it. I'll see you at the you know, yeah. the emergency vet.
1: Yeah, manage that emergency. <laughs> you're, you're in emergency management. You just created one. <laughs> now let me ask you this. If you do so, so what they must have been thinking, now that I'm thinking about this, they must have said, Okay, what's the combination? What's the perfect combo? But who is Steve McQueen plus Paul Newman? Who who is that? Mm-hmm. And if you were to cast that, who would you who do you put in there? I know who I at have. This in mind. time Mel Gibson. Yeah. Amel Gibson, I was going to say Bruce Willis very true you know
2: yeah but he was hot at the time literally I mean because the volcano <laughs> was burning his feet but he was you no, know was, You're right. he was He was the is. guy at the time yeah, you know I and suppose. I'm sure maybe Bruce Willis I, you, look I would not be surprised if they went to Bruce Willis and they went to Mel Gibson if it, and they were just sort of like no we're not gonna you know I'm sure like we, yeah, we talked yeah. about that with you know with Schwarzenegger yeah, and Die Hard mm-hmm. you know that they go to all mm-hmm. those people first and then they they go to Bruce Willis to do Die Storm. Hard so it was, with this it was like yeah they're gonna mm-hmm. go to all these mm-hmm. people and they're, I like a know, Billy
1: Bob. Where is Billy Bob in the mix? I like a Billy Bob. He's going. still
0: such a new quantity. He had just his Sling okay. Blade. I mean, no, he just okay. come out six months before. Yeah,
1: you don't so. see Sling Blade and go, that's our federal emergency <laughs> management guy who <laughs> saves the volcano.
2: But But then he does that. He basically yeah. plays that role in Armageddon. Oh yes. Not Only a couple years later. Oh, right. Yes, he's it more yeah.
1: sort of in the Don Cheadle part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah no, I like it. Okay. Um, there, should we Sheila it up? And then I have something for the male
0: sack. Oh, fantastic! Oh. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's right. I mean, is there anything else to say
2: about I, this? I know it is know. weird. I would if it, if it came on. I'd probably watch it again though
0: I'm telling you, I've probably seen it three times in my life. It's not like I saw it. I mean, in the theater, I remember liking it just fine. And then I've definitely seen it at least one other time prior to this, but it's been probably 20 years. So nice little cameo from your pal, Susie Essman. She was great. She was very funny. She was She was. She's always good. good. Always hilarious. It's it's an entertaining watch. It's like, it's not like, oh God, I'm falling asleep. I want to get this off the TV. It's like. It was fine. And, and I laughed really hard a few times. So I yeah. enjoyed that. And I, I did like, I kind of, like, I had never been to LA before I saw this movie. So mm-hmm.
2: this made you want to go. Well, no, I've
0: been to LA <laughs> since and I kind of like that. Like, like you say, knowing a place and having a, a feel for a place that actually informed the viewing of it and made me kind yeah. of enjoy sure. it more this time in a in a weird way it's a low sheila movie for me but it's still like i think i liked i got something extra out of it There was some some more fun to be had in watching Can it i by ask you guys a LA question a
2: though before we get to the sheilas maybe you'll okay. know this maybe it's a technical thing mm. it's got to do with slow-mo shots because there's certain <laughs> slow motion in movies and I can't describe it. That looks better to my eye. I I hated all the slow mo stuff in this. It looked, it, it it looks like I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost like the slow motion that you'd see like in TV. What the fuck, are you? Uh, talking it's about? Different a different type, a, like, like the bionic
0: woman jumping or something. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's like there. I feel like there's different variants of slow mo. There's what other the movies where they do you it where about? there's where it's a little smoother. Yes. What that the makes fuck sense. are you talking about? Not the actual movements, but like the way it looks, the visual of it.
0: What and the fuck are you talking
2: about? And this had that... that you, Am I making any sense? You guys know what I'm talking about? There was I an element I of these the slow-mo so. sequences that struck me as slightly cheesy. It, it, they... I
1: think what you might, I, I might be crazy, but this is, this is probably still shot on film. Yeah. This is yes. shot on film at this time. So there's two ways I think, and this is going to generate emails from Andy Wells and from others, but there, I think are two ways to do slow-mo. One is you increase the camera speed. You have more frames per second that you mm-hmm. actually shoot. And you tell everybody, you know, okay, this is going to turn out to be slow-mo. Do what you do, do it normally, but we're going to shoot it faster. It will play at 24 frames per second, and thus it will appear slow. But we're going to have more, we're going to have 48 that are going through the camera. The other way to do it is in post. And I have a feeling it looks different depending on how you decide to uh, do it. I doubt you. it's done that first way very much even at this time. Right. You know, because of editing techniques are, are you know, are... are, are what year is this?
0: What year are we in? 97.
1: Yeah, there's avid machines out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are editing on, on... People are editing digitally. I don't know if they're shooting very much digitally, but they're, but they're editing digitally. So you can do slow-mo in post. And that's probably why, that probably most of the time, they're making that choice. And we'll be back
0: with more like, a Technology Corner. Okay.
2: I bet our pal Tim Warenko would know the answer yeah. to this. Yeah, Let us sure. know. Send us an email.
0: Sheila's. She yeah. I'm uh 4.5. That's what I was going to say. I will join
1: you there at 4.5.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll stay there as well.
1: Wow. Yeah, 4.5. Nice. Why not? Thanks, Frankie Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you say 4.5. Dan says 4.5. I say... Show! What up? it's all the same. Oh, wait, shit, it's all the same.
1: <laughs> it wasn't two choices. Frankie Pantangeli, yep. Yes, I have a feeling that what's in the mail sack today might, might have something to do with him let me just Frankie uh Pantangeli. let me yeah let me just open let me just wow. open up the uh the we mail haven't sack had here. a mail sack
2: opening in a long time i know i Can know we, so
1: let's really milk this one yeah is that, is that what you're saying
2: yeah that's what i'm saying i was listening okay. to some old episodes and i was like oh the mail sack yeah you don't. Yeah. we don't the, the listeners they don't believe it they don't believe we have a, a mail sack until they actually hear you opening it up until so. they
1: until they hear it and and uh, sound like a, a helicopter crashing yeah, yeah. good
2: Ah, uh, there it is.
0: Ah, oh, so much mail. Yeah. So much sack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me just
1: get.
0: Not enough and H.
1: Oh, it's a thank you card. Oh, it's a lovely th- Aww. And it's from Sheila. <gasps> oh, thank you card from Sweet Sheila. Sweet Sheila. This is so nice. Dear Dan and the other two. <laughs>
2: Some things never change. That's
1: true. <laughs> Thank you for encouraging Adam and Jacob Joseph to come up here and help us with Richard Jr. and Richardna. Oh, that's right. Remember they called a few episodes. Was it last episode?
0: Yes. Uh, yes,
2: maybe. Sure. And we. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's right. Because they got rid of uh, Burns and Pentangeli. Right. I guess they they dissolved their company. Uh, or That's it right. was dissolved for them apparently. Like John um, Carroll
0: Lynch's legs, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Adam and Jacob, yeah, went over
1: to went to, to to babysit. Yeah, went up there. Thank you so much for encouraging Adam and Jacob Joseph to come up here and help with help us with Richard Jr. and Richard. Now, for those who don't know, Adam and Jacob Joseph are the two grown up babies from Babies Day Out. <laughs> uh, what a huge help they have been, and what a huge improvement over the ineptitude of Ed Burns and Frankie Pantangley. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there wow. it is. Their raspy, their, their raspy and unintelligible voices made the children cry. Well, it's really more of a pained squawk than a cry. So for those who don't know, Sheila's half murder hornet. Richard Dreyfuss, the great Oscar winning actor, is half salmon and half quail.
0: And their kids are God knows what. Just, just a bunch of tissue bubbling. on oh, no on a slide (laughs) under a microscope that's right and and uh john Carroll
1: lynch falls into them the (laughs) the bubbling surprisingly richard hasn't been a bit jealous of having the boys here that is surprising (laughs) i think it's because jj has taught richard a few helpful things about diapering at which jj is an absolute whiz Richard says he has loved his diapering apprenticeship. It's like being Duddy Kravitz all over again. <laughs> and JJ is my Mr. Holland. He'll often say,
0: isn't that nice? Aww. And,
1: and, and Adam's <laughs> exciting and demented Ard Wolfian tendencies. Now, Adam, who is from grown up boy from baby days out, is uh, a half part Ardwolf Wolf. It was, but still has some of the tendencies. Just so the audience knows. And Adam's exciting and demented Ard Wolfian tendencies supply the perfect children's entertainment at playtime. He'll fetch anything they throw. A stick, a toy, Richard's catheter. <laughs> playing with Adam is the perfect playing with Adam is the perfect contrast to what we do at nap time, which is watch Lansky on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> the only downside the only downside to having them here was that late one night I did catch Jacob Joseph trying to put nuts in the VCR. Now, I don't know if she's referring to the movie
0: <laughs> or his testicles.
1: <laughs> I don't know if she's referring <laughs> to the movie with Barbara Streisand and Richard Drivers. Anyway, love you guys. All the best Buzz, does buzz, buzz, Sheila. Well, isn't oh, that nice? That's really that was nice. really nice. We
2: haven't had a letter in a long time, and that's, that's, great. The that's great. It's great that
0: she can still write. <laughs> I always the pincers. Yeah, yeah, the pincers. Exactly. That's good. It's wow, that her, takes a lot. How's her penmanship? I mean, you read that; it was very fluid. It seemed it, it, she's
1: getting better. She's obviously practiced at it. It's still a little, you know, it goes off the page. Much no. like our next movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't no. know how that.
2: that's no. how We did get. still have more.
0: Oh, you have no. I was gonna say say we got sack? some more
2: stuff in the sack, right? Oh, yes, we please, have, please. Well,
0: we have. It's we are uh, this. I think this sack will officially wrap up. The saga of uh, Michael Zorziki's class and oh, yes. uh, Joe versus the volcano. Um, his students, his, his, his students are great. And, uh, we actually, I think we actually received some podcasts that his students made in their class. And they're they're fantastic. And a couple of the kids uh thought to to share them with us and get some feedback from us and and they really were delightful. And I just want to give a shout out to to the uh the folks who sent stuff in. Uh there were two podcasts I think we received. One was uh by Lindsay Bank and Daffy Pham. And then we also had another podcast from Aaliyah Adnan Khan and her partner, her podcast partner, Raya. I didn't get her last name. I had asked Michael to to let me know who did the podcast with Aaliyah. Um, And they both sent separate episodes of their podcast talking about the film, same films we talked about, their insights often
2: better than ours
0: um (laughs) i want to thank them that's
2: not hard to do dathy and Lindsay. uh my favorite part was when they they called play a douche and that was my that was (laughs) my comment back to them yeah (laughs) that is definitely anytime you can use the word douche in a podcast you've won
0: won Yeah, their podcasts were excellent they you know they added in sound clips and things it was very it felt like (laughs) it it, it felt like i'm not a dad yet but it made me feel like being a dad i was like oh look they're using like kind of like, you know, like wah-wah sound effects and clips <laughs> of John Witherspoon. It made me very proud. Um, <laughs> so, I wanted to thank them for sharing their excellent work. I'm sure you're going to find them on Spotify before you know it. Uh, but then also, uh, some of Michael's students did some research in an effort to disprove oh, right. the notion, which I think at least Dan and I subscribed to. I think maybe Fred did not.
2: I didn't. Yeah, did. I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't. You were not where we yeah. were,
0: but... Uh, they were trying to disprove the notion that the characters played by Abe Vigoda and Nathan Lane in <laughs> Joe vs the Volcano—that's that,
1: just a sentence. That sentence <laughs> right
0: there. I'd love to disprove Abe Vigoda and Nathan Lane, just on a scientific level. Can I, can I perform an experiment that disproves their existence? No, I love them both. Um, rest in peace to whichever one of them is not with us. Uh, oh my goodness, we're trying to come on. It would be Mr. Vigoda. No, I love Nathan Lane. He's very good. Do you see uh, the Gilded Age? He's wildly yep. over the top, but very funny. I can't oh, wait. Um. Anyway, uh, we Dan and I felt and I still feel very mm-hmm. clearly that Abe Rigoda and Nathan Lane were essentially in brown face as the uh, tribal elders of the Waponi tribe at the end of Joe vs. the Volcano. So, Mr. Zarzicki says, we actually rewatched it again and we, he and his class, could not see any evidence of their actual skin being spray painted. Then we researched the cast of the Waponis and found out that the large majority were played by Hawaiians. And then the students remembered. Remembered that Vigoda's and Lane's characters had to be Jewish because of what Meg Ryan's character says when she reads from a book about the tribe's history on the island. I must have slept through. That. I don't recall I her don't reading recall from a book that at all. Oh, I, I totally remember, I
2: thought I brought that up to you guys, but she I guess did. not. I remember that very vividly. I, I, I yeah. don't.
0: Maybe you did. It was very, it was very funny. She talks but about she talks a group about of seafarers of disparate backgrounds who become lost and make the island their home and concludes that the Waponi culture is a mixture of Polynesian, Celtic, Hebrew, and Latin influences. Cause that's but, why
2: when they, they were playing the music, it's, it's like, Nagila. I think it's like Havanagila. Yeah, and then the there's like a said. Celtic tune. Yeah. So the they set it up. Said,
0: uh, yeah. At, I didn't catch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me,
1: can I stop right here? Does Meg Ryan say that to him when they're floating on the? floating on the boat when they're going taking the boat to go there
0: yeah i i slept through i think i, so. that. I, think it, I definitely I, I, was asleep that part <sighs> definitely lost me and yeah. maybe that's it maybe we should really have no business doing this <laughs> we shouldn't do a movie of this movie <laughs> like, that's a
1: great that's actually a great setup and it's, it's that a pretty that involved up. It. it helps and it a that, lot but it is fiction right like that's not that didn't really happen, oh yeah okay oh, i mean <laughs>
0: It's part of the interior but, mythology of the movie. But there is like, but, but these kids did find, I mean, I'm not reading every word of the, I mean, they sent like a very detailed explanation that they found online. I mean, I guess there's like, like anything else, there's like fan fiction and a wiki dive kind of, yeah, okay. wikis into, all these different, you know, film mythologies, even the ones that are not the most popular uh, ever. So, yeah, there's a big fan base for Joe versus the Volcano. And I guess it's disseminated there. And well, good for them. And I, it, I, it sounds legit to me. These yeah, kids got big brains. Very, very impressive. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so, Fred, once again, you're proven. Right-ish um, <laughs> wouldn't go that, far. Uh, but yes. But I, I so I want to thank the students of Mr. Mm-hmm. Zaretsky's class, and I want to thank Michael again for uh, for being such a great sport throughout all of these episodes, mm-hmm. and for giving us the idea to uh, to review Joe versus the volcano and house party, and for him to use that as part of his uh, his curriculum at uh, Half Hollow Hills High School. It's been really fun and been great uh, corresponding with you and your students. So all the best to you guys. And uh, listen.
2: Time after time we are so thankful for our listeners and our supporters mm-hmm. time, time after, after time. time time after time if
0: a- a- you a- and you a- <laughs> will a-
1: I didn't know Frankie Panter covered that. Tommy I didn't
2: know he covered Lee it. And Ashwi, Volkaney.
0: Volkaney was the little uh CGI character that was going to be a part of that film. It was like Gadzuki. The technology wasn't there. yeah. Like, yeah can help you, Tommy D.
2: Jones. <laughs> Scrappy-Doo, yep. Godzookie, oh, and Volcaney.
0: Oh, hell, Volcaney, get out of the way. I'm trying to put out the. Oh, wait. Volcaney may just know. <laughs> and then he's just
1: going, who are you talking to? Only Tommy D. <laughs> Jones can see him. Which takes us somehow to
0: <laughs> Romy and Michelle's high school reunion.
3: Remember the prom? You got so thin by then. I was so lucky getting mono. That was like the best diet ever.
0: Meet Romy and Michelle.
3: Remember that time I barked from really bad Mexican food? So gross. I hate throwing up in public. Me too.
0: They walk the walk.
3: God, this underwear is totally riding up my butt.
0: (laughs) They talk the talk.
3: Romy, did you lose weight? All I've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corn. God, I wish I had your discipline.
1: But at their high school reunion...
3: are you going? I'd rather put this out in my right eye. Um, okay. (laughs) They'll be in a class by themselves. We can go to the reunion and just pretend to be successful. Oh my God.
0: Ten years after their high school graduation, Romy, played by a delightful Mira Sorvino, and Michelle, played by Lisa Kudrow playing Phoebe Buffet, haven't exactly accomplished everything that they set out to do in life. Despite their strong friendship, their personal and professional lives are still lacking. When they hear of their upcoming high school reunion, they take it as an opportunity to impress their former classmates including the triumphant trio of Alan Cumming, Cameron Manheim, and Janine Garofalo, first by trying to reform themselves, and then by creating a lie that eventually spins out of control. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion began life as a stage play and then a sitcom pilot, both starring Kudrow, but neither featuring Sorvino, written by Groundlings member Robin Schiff, When Touchstone Pictures began searching for a female answer to Wayne's world, Romy and Michelle found their way to the big screen. So important was the music of the 1980s to Romy and Michelle's success that it's been reported that much of the film's $20 million budget went to securing the rights to Cyndi Lauper's Time After Time. Though, interestingly enough, the song is nowhere to be found on either of the film's two, that's right, two, soundtrack albums. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion fared better with critics than Volcano, but took a backseat to that film's box office, earning $7.4 million over its opening weekend on its way to $29.2 million when all was said and done. The film found a cult following on home video, though, and after having been inspired by a play and a TV show, it's worth noting that Romy and Michelle went on to spawn both a TV movie prequel and a musical adaptation for the stage. Fred and Dan, would you boys think? Think of Romeo and Michelle's high
2: school reunion. I never saw it when it came out, and I never wanted to see it for mm-hmm. years. I don't know why. I had this thing against this movie where I didn't really? want to see it. I, I don't know what it was. And even at the Oscars, when they came out, I was like, uh, ah, what's, you know, when they, they came out as the reunion, oh, I was like, big deal. Like, I like Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino, but I'm like, I don't get it. What's the thing with this movie? And there was something about it that I always thought, I don't know why. I just, I thought, well, this is going to be a weird movie. There's something weird about this movie. I don't, maybe it's something in the trailer that I saw. There was just something about it that made me think, I don't know what this is. It's, I think it's supposed to be sort of a strange movie. Whatever. If I never see it, it's fine. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad for this podcast for so many reasons. And one of them is for seeing this movie. I fucking loved it. (laughs) I was howling. From I start to finish, and you're exactly right. It's it's Wayne's World. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I would say Bill and Ted's, but no, Bill and Ted's was no. was dumber. Wow, did I enjoy? And I was so mad at myself for adding. Although maybe if I saw it earlier, I I wouldn't have liked it. I don't know. Maybe now uh, I, I'm just I like think, in the right I think space. You but mm. man. Uh, right when it when it started and it was playing because you, you're right the music's fantastic the music mm-hmm. is just great and, and for whatever nonstop, reason
0: it's wall to wall right? oh, I mean, there's never not a song playing underneath
2: <laughs> and it's so good and it's perfect the music is perfect so as soon as it started with just a girl I was in and I thought well mm-hmm. you know whatever any movie could start off with a good song and a cool credit sequence and then be terrible mm-hmm. but I got excited I was like okay I'm getting there and M- Mira Sorvino Oh my so, God. You know what I kept like thinking of? Immediately I thought mm-hmm. of the reaction that I had to, uh, Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams in Dick. Yeah, and especially, I was like so taken and enamored by Michelle Williams in that movie. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. What is she doing? Whatever it is, it's amazing. That's how Lisa Kudrow is fantastic. She's so good at what she does. She's hysterical in this. But Mira Servino, man. Wow. No, it's a It was like character. other level, uh, th- that accent. Like that weird California, yes. Philadelphia, works, whatever so it was. There was no pretense to these performances at all. It was like they were pure and innocent and sincere. And when Lisa Kudrow, right off the, in the beginning, when she's like, well, maybe we should try sleeping with each other. It was, again, it was so <laughs> sweet and sincere. Everything about them, I was like, I want more. And especially Mira Sorvino. And it reminded me, because- she sort of disappeared and I don't know if it was had to do, I know, you know, there was a whole thing with, with her Harvey and Harvey Weinstein. She was one of the first people to come out oh, and I don't know God. if that's what it was that maybe that fucking monster like curtailed some of her career. Yeah, I don't maybe. know, but it just reminded me how much I loved her in mighty Aphrodite Uh and like, yeah. and how, and it's so funny thinking, and after I watched this, I went back and I watched some, some clips from mighty Aphrodite. Like, talk about she there's something almost like nick cage about her and the way she's not afraid to use these crazy voices you know like you think about nick cage and like raising arizona and peggy sue got married (laughs) and like he just goes there with these nutty there's not a lot of actors who do that or actresses man oh wait yeah (laughs) No, but you're and right. I saw, it's, a,
0: it's, a, it's a more theatrical kind of thing that you yeah, don't a see choice. a lot of film actors do because it's, yeah. it could be overpowering on screen yeah. but it does it plays but, so well
2: oh god it fits her now you know again I'm only thinking of you know two performances that I've seen her and I don't know if I've seen her in anything other than Mighty Aphrodite and this yeah. but if that's it if those are your two performances then you, you've done you've done something right
3: yeah hello Um, we need something to go. Okay. Do you have some sort of businesswoman special? Come again? Well, we're businesswomen. Yeah, from L.A. And you know, some places have like a lunch special for businesswomen. We don't have anything like that. Well, then why don't you just give us um, two burgers and fries and Diet Coke, because we're in a hurry.
2: I had so much fun. I was laughing so loud that what you find out is a dream sequence. I didn't know Me, when, yeah. when it, when it, it got you. to that. the it style of the movie so yes. well. And it, when it got to that point, that was the only time in the movie where I started to go, Oh, I don't know. Is this getting bad? But then I'm going, wait a minute wait, is this a dream? And I couldn't tell, but I'm like, I I kept thinking, I hope this is because if this isn't a dream, I don't, then the movie's losing me. Right. And then as it goes on, but it's so, it's so well, the movie's really well directed and edited and I didn't expect it to be. And that to me, that dream sequence is like the coup de grace because it's so subtle that you're thinking, I was really going, oh no, this is going to be a misstep. But wait a minute this might it's, be a dream no i think brilliant. it's real but wait and then the little clues start being dropped yes. in and when yes. she gets hit by the limo and <laughs> oh amazing. my god and then when yeah. there's just when alan cummings like weird old makeup face is floating by the the roof yes. and then uh, that whole <laughs> dream you, but you saying, don't
0: know until but yeah, but you, you even don't know. You're like you're yeah. like it, it, this is like a quirky comedy so maybe this is like all of the style of the piece that's what's so great about it is that it's it's got an archness to it and uh you know uh they are so genuine and so sincere like you say they're such great characters but it's such a silly kind of a slightly askew universe. It's in their own world. They yeah, live in their own world. Like, and the I movies guess this and might just world. be the story. And then it's great when it turns out to be a dream. David yeah. Merkin is the director. I did not uh, mention his name in the, you know, but he's he did a great job with this. Definitely.
2: Yeah, and it's well, really. uh yeah, it, it's like a, like you said, like this askew universe. Just the fact that they can go in and we can do choreographed dances. Yes, and you know they go to the club, and then the time after time sequence is just again. Turn. I mean, you have these you have these set pieces in the throughout the movie. Where it's just it's so weird and quirky. And I wow, I was a- yeah, along with uh,
0: along with Mira Sorvino. I gotta say, Alan Cumming is kind of the MVP. He plays four distinct characters in this, <laughs> right. and they're all the same person. He plays the kid. He feels like a fucking t- Teenager. He's amazing. Yep. Then he plays the dream version of what the guy <laughs> grows up to be. Then He's he so plays weird. the old man, the elderly version, yes, which is right. really fucking fantastic, I think. Like the detail of that Very scene weird. is so good. Lisa and Kudrow plays. looked
2: like Gary Oldman in Dracula in that scene. That's what I kept thinking. <gasps> oh my God. Uh, and, and, that's, uh, and, 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 and that's a, right. a compliment to both Lisa Kudrow and <laughs> Gary Oldman, but also the makeup. <laughs> the makeup design I, was I thought it was, was so great. Good. Yeah better than better than Chaplin. it was better than
0: Chaplin. absolutely <laughs> but she was wearing that
2: Chaplin. red robe i'm like oh my god that's carry that's dracul, dracul. oh I'm god sorry. it was so
0: Damn, funny what did you think yeah. Yeah.
2: no it's same
1: kind of thing Fred. i i uh, didn't actively avoid this movie but it was one of those movies that i would put in the category of like yeah i know what this is going to be i never need to see it. it's going to be two dippies being dippy okay well I'll, if maybe it'll be a fun you know distraction and uh if it ever is on i'll maybe i'll i'll take a look at it um but this was an incredibly pleasant surprise i felt dumb because i was like well, how did i not know that this was this good you know i i mm-hmm. guess i i guess i had heard that it, okay cult classic but yeah and maybe it is because of the the the, uh, you know, you mentioned Bill and Ted's and maybe it's because of the Bill and Ted's effect. Maybe it's because of Wayne's world and I like Wayne's world and, and stuff, but it's, uh, I just, yeah, it never was, uh, whenever it was a movie that landed sort of on my radar. But what I like about this movie is that they not for a second do they play it dumb. And that is so refreshing mm-hmm. and so good. They're really smart. They're really talented. They're really good at what they do. They just haven't been doing it for you know 10 years you know or, or however long it's been right it's their 10year reunion right Well, they tenure. are dumb yeah.
2: they just well, don't play but it but they're they're, not but they're, playing but they're very content way. in that you
1: know they're, they're content. In- but you know they're ju- it's not but it's not dumb it's not it's not it's in the way that that they it's more in the way that their lives have manifested themselves it's more mm. just a, a a discovery of there's more out there that we could possibly do we just haven't been doing it and it's because we've been content here with each other we yeah, like yeah. each other we are each other's um best friend in and, and really what the movie comes down comes down to is 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 friendship i love that they that they have a major falling out in the middle of it that kind of is its own quirky <laughs> strange kind of falling out um and then ultimately they are each other's um champion in all things um i got to meet mira sorvino because i was in a play with her brother um michael sorvino i was in i was in a production of the merry wives of windsor down in princeton new jersey uh with michael sorvino and she came van and vicky yep yeah van and vicky were in it yep exactly um and uh she came to the show and then came out with a bunch of us i want to say to tgi fridays or something like that she was very quiet She was very, very, she was quite shy, you know, Hmm. um, uh, but she was very, very nice and, and, and really just lovely to kind of sit with and be around. And, and you didn't get any kind of like. I won an Oscar, you know, kind of air about her. She mm. was just proud of her brother and, you know, came to the show. And I think Paul sort of, you know, their father came, had come to the show, you so know, he didn't sweet. come out to TGI Fridays with us, but, but uh, <laughs> uh he, that's buffoonery. He would not sanction, but, but she was, Paul, he really, doesn't go really, to TGI Fridays. No, of course not. He, no. uh, but she was really, really lovely. And and so was her brother for that matter. Really nice, lovely family. I believe all from Jersey. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, um, I may be pulling that out of my butt, but I think they're all Jerseyans but it was it was so good yeah and you're right she she needed to have done more i i you know god only knows how the harvey weinstein Shit, you know, how, how that even affected, you know, her or her career or her, her,
0: her ability in business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She might, she
2: might have walked away. It might yeah, not have been him
1: have at all. Funk, yeah. you know? True. Exactly. So who the hell knows? But I mean, what a talent. What a, what a stellar talent. And, and Lisa Kudrow as well. She's a quarter turn from what she's doing in Friends in this. It is different enough from Phoebe. Um, it from, doesn't from, from strike me. me
0: as different. For, I mean, she's great, but it strikes me as. Phoebe. I I don't see it. Okay. Well, but, but like you say, a quarter turn is not a huge difference, but I, I I didn't see a big difference. They're both like, yeah, right. I mean, it's good casting. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I thought. That's why, that's why Sorvino is the, it's very much like what you said, Fred with, with Dick, because it's the same kind of thing. It's like two very likable, talented leads. And one is giving like when you look at their body of work, one's giving a performance that's really uh, out of the comfort zone. Yes. And one is giving a performance that's m- a, more in the vein of what we know them to do. So that that's all it is. But, I mean, she's
2: super funny. She's, such, she's so amazing. good. And what's interesting is you're saying, and I think I read this as well, that, you know, she did the stage version of this. She developed these characters, you know, early on. So what's funny is Phoebe was probably more this. based... Michelle. Oh, that's interesting. That's
0: really a good point. That might be like her thing that she then carried over, like this thing I've been working on for years Mm -hmm. in another uh, yeah, has prepped me for is- my iconic. Role. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was you know this this cool. thing that's
2: like in my back pocket that maybe I haven't been able to you know get out of the the groundling basement where you know yeah. finally I get this this idea. It's like oh oh now I can use this thing that I I know is my special thing. Yeah, I can and that's share how the movie and it- got
0: made. You know what I mean? It's like I'm sure all the stuff about touchstones looking for another Wayne's World this and that, but when you have mm. something generated by Kudrow and she's like one of the biggest stars on the planet all of a sudden <laughs> after you know the the premiere of friends all of a sudden that helps this thing get uh, get greenlit and get made yeah yeah that's a good good point
3: can i tell you the truth i never knew that we weren't that great in high school i mean we always had so much fun together i thought high school was a blast and until you told me that our lives weren't good enough i thought everything since high school was a blast I think we should go back out there as ourselves and just have fun like we always do. The hell with everyone else. I don't think I can. Well, do you think you can stop being such a baby? God, I feel like I've been like chasing you all over this reunion. We have come all this way. Now we are going to enjoy ourselves whether you like it or not.
1: Have you guys been to your own high school reunions?
0: I've not. I, I was going to say, though, you, you're you talking about like, oh, like how, uh, you know, they've just kind of haven't challenged themselves or something. The 10 year reunion is especially, you know, we're such old fucks now, you know, we're going you know, <laughs> to, you know, it's like right. where you are at your at the point of your 20 year reunion is hopefully a lot different than where you are at the point of your 10 year reunion. I wasn't able to go to any of my reunions, but
2: I went to my oh. 15th. Did wow. you, how was it? And, I believe, were, and wait, were you, were you
1: already on Broadway by that time? Did I go
2: to my 15th or my 10th? It must've been my 15th. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the only one I went to that. I enjoyed it. And I did. Yeah. I was in the, yes. At, at that point I went, I felt comfortable enough to go and be like, all right. I feel like I'm, I have a, a some, a little to show for, uh, yeah. you know, for myself, but it was, uh, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing because you go and, uh, it, you know, it was nice to see some people and other people. It was like exactly like it was, it was in high school. Like, was we didn't Suds talk there? then. Did Suds show up? Suds didn't go to my high school. Suds oh, went to well, I always I went, forget. keep
0: dredging this up, Dan. Then you hear the whole history <laughs> of Suds and whose brother he was and what house and what party they met at and Who's what VHS brother? tape and what they did. Just let it go. If he thinks anybody, if, if, if any name springs to mind from that reunion he will tell us you don't have to worry
2: there was I will say it's really funny thinking of the Alan Cumming character there there was this one guy there um, like popped what's
0: that who popped? Who kind who of had popped. like a big, like a oh, big yeah. there uh, was change in high school?
2: That's what it seemed to me. There was this, there was this kid Chad that I remember growing up with. I guess in high school, I mean, he was sort of I a mean, nice guy, but you know, I guess you'd consider him sort of like a dorky, sort of awkward, you know, very much like the Alan Cummings character, but like the, he. The, Yeah, there was, there was something a little off about him. I, I seem to remember that we were friendly, but he was definitely a a weirder kid and, you know, didn't seem comfortable with himself. But I remember seeing him and I didn't talk to him at the, at the reunion because I didn't recognize him. There was, he had a very different look and, you know, I didn't talk to him, so I don't know what he's like, you know. Personally, now, but I was like, "Wow, I that was actively that's... avoided him." Yeah, no, but it was a tra- I was like, well, "You're such a geek in high school." Not at all. No, but there was such a transformation that it was wow. it was sort of stunning and, and 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 amazing.
3: So you must be like the most successful person in our entire graduating class.
2: Well, I guess that depends on how you define success. If to you success means having a house in Aspen, one well, in Acapulco penthouse in new york mansion in malibu a 60-foot yacht an eight-seed wind star a bell jet ranger a bentley a personal trainer a full-time chef a living masseuse and a staff of 24 then yeah
0: <laughs> i guess i am successful
1: i wouldn't want to go unless i had like uh, that's the thing i kept thinking about like Romy and michelle and it, it really resonated with me because they're like we have to if we're going to go to this we can't be like i'm unemployed I work the desk at BMW or whatever. We have to have, and that's where they come up with the we invented post-its thing. Post-its. And, the, yeah. and that is so brilliant. But um and then people know who act people at the party actually know who actually invented post-its to and
0: blows it for Who's them. Who's great? She's terrific. Garofalo is yeah, really she great. she's great. Excellent. Really good in this. No, I, at my 10 year, that's what I'm saying. 10 years is not, especially in what we do, it's not such a time. slow burn. <laughs> that's it's not, right. you know what I mean? Like you couldn't be like, I mean, I was fucking doing showcases and probably working at the Jekyll and Hyde club around my 10 year reunion. Do I want to go And I mean, I wasn't available to go, whatever I was doing. I wasn't able to go to any of my reunions, but would I have, if I was free, would I have gone? I don't, I don't know no, because it I, wasn't no way. enough to like, you know, you gotta have that little badge of like, you know, as soon as you get cast in the Lion King, you're like, great, great, great. Now I can go. I can show up and be like, I'm on Broadway. No I'm whatever. I have this because everybody wants to know the quick sound bite. Like it can't be Isn't like, I'm working on Isn't my personal awful? growth or, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting into great. watercolors. It's like <laughs> nobody wants to know about no that. No one cares. It has to be yeah. like, I started this business. I'm on Broadway. I'm a doctor. I killed a child. but there's some, <laughs> Something that distinguishes.
2: You know what really struck me when I went, because you hear these stories, and it was like, you know, where people are like, yeah, you go, and like, no, go, go, because you're going to go, and everyone's going to be like bald and fat, and they're going to look like shit. And mm. I was like, yeah, I look good. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling good. Everyone yeah, if looked you great. Look good, that's good. <gasps> Everyone oh, looked really good. Uh, yeah, let's I was like disappear. Jesus. <laughs> You know, and thankfully I felt okay about myself and I was like wow Like, which is a good thing but right. there was a part of me that really wanted to be like yeah, yeah that guy who is an asshole to me he looks like yeah he's got oh no he looks good That's amazing. He's, wow he's I, I really be- rich he's really rich <laughs> <laughs> he still lives in Manhattan he can afford to still live oh jeez.
0: I saw pictures from my 20th and, and at first like I knew that a couple of the guys had aged really poorly and I was like oh yeah and I was like I again wasn't available that one I would have gone gone to. My 20th, I would have gone yeah. to. And I couldn't. And I was like, well. Oh. And then I saw pictures from him and I was like, um, I'm glad I... I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine. But like that guy who made life hell still looks Has perfect everything. Hasn't lost <laughs> yeah. a hair. Son hasn't gained God. a pound. Hasn't, you know. I was like, no, I'm glad I didn't have to say that.
2: <laughs> all like that the hot girls from high school who didn't like even look at me or like treating me like shit i was like still well they're probably good. really ugly and you know and i'm like oh shit they still look gorgeous Gosh, and they're the all still means. friends and they're all still looking at me side-eyed And fuck's <laughs> wrong with that kid <sighs> my
1: yeah, high school just had its 30 year and i didn't and i saw some of the pictures from that and i and it what was weird to me this will not surprise you there's so many people i didn't recognize i was like i don't know There's so many people, I don't know who they are or I don't remember them. You know what I mean? It's not about recognize. It's more about like, I don't have a rec. I don't have a strong recollection of most of these folks, probably because I blocked it out and probably because of the early onset. But (laughs) (laughs) either way, I, 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 you know, it. There, unless I know that people are going to be there who I specifically would like to see and sit down and have a conversation with, sure. I don't think I want to go. And I would rather just like go to a diner with them and sit and catch up. You know well, what I mean? It. You'd I'm rather eating.
0: find them. And now you can find people on exactly. Facebook or social media and like be like, let's catch up if you really want to reestablish, yeah. re-establish that connection. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. I, two yeah. things I want to say about it. One is that this actor is fantastic. And I don't know him from anything else. The guy who played the jock Billy Vincent Ventresca, I thought he was he's really, really good. Yeah. He's really good, and he remi- and I kept thinking, oh, he's somebody I know. He's somebody fa-. and he just he has that kind of famous. face. He looks yeah. like he looks a little. I guess he's got a little bit of Crispin Glover's thing or something. There's something where you're yeah. like, oh, he looks like a a comic actor that we know, kind of beefed up, or or he looks like like one of those guys from the. Uh, from the state or the one state. of the wet, hot he, American summer guys, yeah. right? Oh, okay. He looks like Michael yeah. Showalter. He looks a little bit yeah. like Michael Showalter, yeah. Yeah, Showalter right? That's thing. what it is. Yeah. But mm. there was something I was like, is he a bigger star? And then I looked him up and I was like, he's really good. And, and he's been in a lot of stuff. He's like mm-hmm. a, a real working actor's actor but you know whatever i thought he was really funny and the only literally my only like quibble (laughs) or critique and in a movie like this you know why how can you but they're so into the the time periods and like the styles and the music and Mm -hmm. they get it all so right the only thing that i was like well that's not right is when they're at their prom and i think it's 1986 right Mm -hmm. or 87 and they both go as Madonna. Mira yeah. Sorvino is the blonde ambition Madonna from 1990. Yes. From that to with that, ah, with the, you know, the, the style is very much late. like what she was doing. Oh, it was like two okay. years, three years, four years later than uh, than the time period of the movie. And I, it's such a silly little thing, but because it's they're two iconic Madonnas, and that's all you think about in the moment. But I'm weird that way. I remember seeing Hot Tub Time Machine, and and the year is supposed <laughs> to be like 1980 again, 1986. And there's a poster in somebody's room for Rambo three, which came out in 1988. And I was nope. like, that's it. Your believability. <laughs> you are done as a time machine movie involving a hot tub has gone out the window.
2: <laughs> that's your savant power. I mean, that's sort of the that's basis the of this entire podcast. Yes, that you I know, guess. when yes, everything is. was created and came so. out in the week, and the minute, you know, and the time. Is so,
0: this is my
1: curse, <laughs> which is, which is why he's the perfect counterpoint to me who doesn't remember what day this is, <laughs> what year we're in now, how old I am, or who either of you two are.
0: We all have these different things because Fred and then Fred's thing, he will say he remembers everybody and he remembers all these details, like incredible. Detail. I remember like things like when movies came out and stuff, but. Fred can be like, I woke up, I put on the purple socks. and I did, You know, he loves, He's got that Mary Lou Henner power where he's like, I remember what, where, what ball was hanging lower than the other Yeah, I can't
2: think of words like infrastructure when I'm talking about a movie that I saw a couple of days yeah, ago. Maybe that's it.
0: And then you also, you embrace like you, I'm like so afraid to use anybody's real name on the podcast. Fred will give, yeah. will say everything. Give it I know for like, some I reason know.
2: I didn't even mention that, ki- that guy Chad's last name. I don't know. It was the first time I'm like, maybe I should have mentioned his name because maybe he's so Powerful that could have me killed. Oh, I don't know
0: what did he invent.
2: Chad <laughs> Doring, that was his name. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. He's a nice oh,
1: guy. he invented the Doring uh, door system. He the I'm sorry That's the first Doring door system. <laughs> he revolutionized doors uh, on planes.
0: <laughs> and then you have to wonder: Did he was he like sitting there trying to think of good door ideas because of his name, or was it just one of those crazy happenstances? I guess. In the biopic, we'll find out. Yes,
2: it was D O E R though.
0: Oh, so. all right. Well, then that blows your theory. Back. Well, there's well, Swedish
2: doors. Not not door. Door. <laughs> yeah, was there an the um, old mouse <laughs> yes. Now he's going to sue us. He's we're now the place shutting the podcast down. Good cease and desist. Good all guy. Right. You look I'm, great at the twentieth or the fifteenth or whatever that was, Chad. I'm
0: so glad you guys like this movie because what I because I yeah. loved it. I saw it like when it opened. Basically, and I really always liked it. And it was like one of those under the radar things where I was like, that's really, really funny. Not everybody's seeing it, but it's really good. But when I watch it again, I will say since I've seen it a couple times before. There was like a, oh, there's a simplicity and a, a kind of a quaintness to it. And I think it's because of all the kinds of comedy that have come since, like the, the Judd Apatow stuff right. and the Adam McKay stuff and the office and 30 rock and the, the docu comedy Series, kind of yeah. style and the cringe comedy way. Like that this is all like, you know, this is very, very early on the timeline of the kind of comedy that we love and embrace now. And so, In a way, I thought, oh, maybe you guys aren't going to like it because it's not really, it's not edgy enough. It's not, you know, it it doesn't kind of have, uh, I don't know. There was something about it. I know exactly what you're saying. Sweeter and more like, okay. Like, yeah.
1: It's different. It's toe into waters that now people are <laughs> diving <it>. into. And <laughs> right. I wasn't, I, you know, I'm a little, take a, a little bit different tack than, than Fred. I wasn't belly laughing through the whole thing. I was, I wasn't howling. I was chuckling and tittering, uh, through it. Um, but I wasn't like, ah, that's hilarious, you know? So, so I, I, not that I did. It, wasn't enjoying it. It was more a movie that charmed me and worked its magic on me sort of over the, over the over the um the long haul uh of the movie but i i you know am i will i belly laugh way more at like 40 year old virgin absolutely or you know something stupid like blades of glory that's that's that i'm (laughs) like uh, sick with laughter you know by the pathway point this didn't do that for me but it didn't need to that was not its agenda right you know it works on you in a very different way in a a more a more subtle way and there are some 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 very good laughs in it for sure
2: if i had a slight quibble i almost wanted them to be a little bit slightly more individualistic, because mm-hmm. those, I knew people like that, you know, kids who were a little, you know, they were slightly ostracized because, whatever, they didn't dress as well. well they were artistic-minded, they were a little more the, artistic, you know? Exactly, and I... And like Romeo and Michelle. And it seemed like those two, it, it they didn't go all the way with either of those... Directions when they're in high school. For me, I want I still yeah, I love agree. those scenes, I but I wanted it to go just to go a little further in either direction. Either they have no clue or they're so artistic that it's it's so obvious yeah. that they're making their own clothes, which is awesome. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to the popular kids, like, ew, why would you do that? Like almost like Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's, that, right. that that's, that's her thing.
0: That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, that,
2: that yeah. was, that was, those were the but only little things. Tiny
0: that, little things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it really, it really plays. It really plays and it held up for me. And definitely, um, Sheila's.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go eight.
0: That's where I'm going.
1: I'm going yeah. eight as
2: well. <gasps> oh, yeah, oh, we are My so in sync this week. God. Yeah. My we really are. are. Wow! It was fun though. I want to watch it again. I told once really I, one, as soon as I was done the next morning, I told uh, Izzy I was like, "We need to watch it." She's like, "Well, obviously, because I heard you laughing all night. You kept uh, me up." Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> Izzy's the new guy downstairs. <laughs> I was just gonna say he's <laughs> gonna be knocking. Izzy's the,
0: the new, new guy down me.
2: downstairs. Stop laughing! <playing me. laughs> Shut up! Oh oh, I'm god. trying to sleep. Oh my god! Trying to watch <laughs> TikTok.
0: <laughs> that's that's the future of theater. Which it so is. I'm learning that painfully every day. Um,
1: the, meta, the metaverse, gentlemen. We're going to have to start acting in the metaverse. Oh,
0: how does that work? How are we supposed to do that? Mark oh, no, Zuckerberg
1: no. will hire Fred to play Hamlet and you to play Polonius and me to play somebody else. And then we will all go into the metaverse and the children will come into the metaverse and say, hi, Hamlet, how are you? And uh, interact with us. And that's how it goes. the most exciting part of that. Well, how's, how's Fred...
0: Playing Hamlet, <laughs> and you get me playing fucking Polonius. That's your part. He still looks the youngest. He still he does. Look he looks youngest. the youngest. You no, I will really. play. <laughs> Whoever, You put us next to each other. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's right, true. Still, I still he look like everybody's cranks. dad, but you know. Whatever the The groundskeeper with a secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and the secret is. Uh, nothing underneath The groundskeeper suit Why are
2: you making this?
1: What do you think of that Hamlet? Break your leaves
2: governor <laughs> I don't know what that's <laughs> about <laughs> Ian home. put some clothes on <laughs> Bringing it back to something we talked about Two weeks ago <laughs> wow. What was at the beginning of this episode?
1: The magic, oh, the magic of the metaverse time. The time <gasps> Oh thank
0: you Thank you Thank you for joining us for another episode of Opening Weekend, next up is our very special 75th episode, what? which is a yes, yeah, 75.
2: Hey, hey. <laughs> Congratulations on <hit> 75 episodes!
0: <laughs> Thank you,
2: you guys, you're doing wonderful work. Thank
0: you, my neighbor. Just shut the
2: fuck up! You <laughs> mean,
0: we're he, wrapping it up. Don't he, worry, sir.
2: my best. <laughs> <laughs> you turned him
1: around. You turned him around. Now he's a crazy. That's it, what we do. Opening That's weekend, true.
2: we we we
0: bring very people likeable. together. We, we heal, bring them we together. Heal. Hey, we
2: sir, heal. sir, <laughs> go to iTunes, yes. Spotify. Give us five stars. <laughs> I give you four and a half, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't push it. You still want my baby out. But I love the superhero episode. <laughs> and check out, make sure to check out openingweekendpodcast.com. Sir? Okay. <laughs> He's gone.
1: He's
0: that's, gone now. That's a bridge too <laughs> far for him. It's like, I don't go on websites. <laughs> um <laughs> You give it to me on a regular podcast platform, that's one thing. But let it go to a website and a link in the transistor. Who the fuck listens on transistor?
2: You bring that All shit right. to the metaverse, maybe. Get me an oh Oculus. Put Dr. on some white. <laughs> what are we talking
0: about? Seventy fifth <laughs> episode. Seventy-fifth episode, which is a tribute hey. to nineteen eighty three quels. Nineteen eighty wow. three quels. Yes, nineteen eighty-three saw a lot of second sequels to the films of our youth. Uh, We are going to review the final installment of the original Star Wars trilogy, The Return of the Jedi, which was released in May of 1983, as well as that same summer's Superman 3, starring Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor, and Jaws 3D, starring Dennis Quaid and a shitty shark puppet. You can't see it in 3D uh, anymore, but so it's just going to be called Jaws 3. But it was in 3D. When I saw it in the theater, or did I see it in the theater? There's a whole story behind that. I was in the theater. Did I watch any of it? Time will tell. (laughs) It's a fucked up weird story. Uh, And joining us once again to talk about all three films is our dear friend Kevin Schenick. Kevin, you'll recall, joined us exactly one year ago to review the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, having a long history of his own with that character. And now he's back, weighing in on one of the other big IPs he's had a hand in over the years, Star Wars. Uh, And I also know for a fact how formative the original Superman films were for him and he assures me he has lots to say about all three of these titles mm. which is going to be a lot of fun so that is next time on a very special 75th episode of opening weekend Dan what you got for us
1: I cannot believe it's 75th episode I can't believe it's 75 that's uh-huh. crazy that's is that the crazy. golden?
0: no 50th golden 75 is silver? Silver. Mm. silver is it? I don't know hundred is... I'm cutting all of this. A hundred is paper. Suds, no, hundred is hundred is suds. 100 It's just lather. It's your suds it's anniversary. Suds Sudsian anniversary.
1: I think Dan. we're going to do a little time after time. Because time after time on this podcast, we deliver. <laughs> oh, 75 Dan. damn times we deliver. Time after time. By Cindy. The Longner. bear. Yeah. Here we go.
0: <laughs> Don't you have eggnog? Well, she you does now. think it's now. Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> oh, what if Fred is firing on every every cylinder today. Nicely done, Fred. No, Nicely done. No, done. Nicely done, no, done. That's, called,
1: that's, that's our new phone, the ceiling phone or the floor phone. <laughs> floor that's phone. It's a new new character
0: who calls oh, no. in. It's so like a grouch me. or something. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Why is Richard Farns right down here now? God damn it, Logia, get out of my... get! get, ah. I've
0: I've edited it right after you asked for something from the Goonies. We finished. No need to work your magic anymore.
2: The opening weekend podcast is produced by Jason O'Connell, Fred Berman, and Dan Matisa, with editing by Jason O'Connell and sound mixing by Fred Berman. Additional help and technical support provided by Ethan Duff. Thank you for listening.